The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Yes, it's Friday, June 30th, the final day of June. Brendan Glasheen alongside BJ Cunningham and Anthony DeBundo. Payoff pitch comes your way Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the baseball season. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Good feedback, poor feedback, whatever you're feeling. We do appreciate your insight. A quick programming note. Next week, we are here just Monday and Friday. We're going to take the fourth off. So, But <laughs> please, I buried the lead. DeBundo. BJ, Zarillo, Charlie, they're all going to be in the app betting baseball on Tuesday. It's a full day slate. And truly, to be honest with all of you listening, the day slates are hard when we do the podcast because it's out at like 11 and then the game starts. So it's really, it works out really well. Just check out the app on Tuesday. We will have uh, a show though on Monday and Friday next week. And then also, because it's coming all-Star break is coming up, so stay tuned for Home Run Derby and All-Star Game coverage on the Action Network podcast. More to come. We will share that with you here on Payoff Pitch next week so you know where to find us for All-Star Break coverage. Uh, in the meantime, it is a 15-game Friday slate. Everyone's in action. Early game in Chicago at Wrigley, Cleveland, and the Cubs. They start at 220. And then uh, the Phillies, they're an earlier game today at 6.05. They're an ESPN Plus game. Pittsburgh-Milwaukee on Apple TV. And then the Angels and Diamondbacks are also on Apple TV tonight. So those of you looking for national viewing options. But as we know, we touch on best bets. They can touch any game on the slate. We might not get to every game on these big slates. I should say that more often because I know people chime in. They go, well, why don't you talk about this game? Well, we don't have time sometimes. You know, there's a lot of games. So without further ado, BJ. Best bet for Friday, June 30th, the last day of June. Yeah, I like the Twins for the first five innings at minus 115. Pablo Lopez against Dean Kramer, which I think is a 
a big mismatch in favor of the Twins. Pablo Lopez, you know, his actual numbers don't look that great. ERA of 4.41, but his expected ERA is at 3.11, which is actually the best mark of his career, Brendan. And the reason he's gotten that so low is because he's finally getting a really, really high number of swings and misses, 11.25K per nine rate. His sweeper and his curveball have been his, by far his best two pitches. They are both have a whiff rate over 37%. His fastball and changeup have been good as well. They all have a whiff rate over 27%. He's in the 96th percentile among major league starting pitchers in chase rate, which is good news against this Orioles lineup that has been in the bottom 10 again in terms of chase rate themselves and against uh, Lopez's top four pitches. He, they do have negative run values against all of those, excuse me, except for the fastball. And Lopez is pitching plus has been 110 this season. That's second best in Major League Baseball. He's going against Dean Kramer, who has been significantly worse than him. And he has bad numbers on paper. And it looks even worse when you get into his expected metrics. 4.5 ERA, 5.71 expected ERA. He's in the bottom 10 percentile among Major League starting pitchers and expected weight on base average allowed, expected slugging allowed, and expected batting average allowed. Not to mention, he's a very straightforward pitcher. It's fastball, sinker, and cutter from him. Not really much off-speed from him. All three of those pitches are allowing an expected weighted on base average over 350. And Anthony will love this. He's allowing an insanely high 10.7% barrel rate. The Twins are much better against right-handed pitching than they are against lefties. And Minnesota has been a significantly better defensive team than Baltimore this season. So I don't really think this line for the first five innings should be anywhere close to a pick I have the Twins projected at minus 152 for the first five innings. So I love Lopez in Minnesota at minus 115. And Tabundo, it's Dean Kramer. What do you what do you call him? You call him something different, right? Well, I have a friend who has the last name spelled the same way, and he pronounces it Kramer. So uh, it kind of throws me off. But uh, yes, we'll go Kramer for this. And I kind of agree with BJ. I I, uh, I also bet Minnesota. My best bet today, though, it's uh, Friday afternoon. The wind is blowing out at Wrigley. I think I've <laughs> given this out before. Uh, it's a warm summer day in Chicago, uh, and I like the pitching matchup as well. Justin Steele. Look, we've seen him do this in Wrigley when the wind's blowing out in hot conditions. He did it earlier this year against the Marlins, shut down that lineup. He went to London and shut down the Cardinals lineup in a very friendly hitting environment. The thing about Steele is he's consistently good at at inducing weak contact. He has a little bit of seam shifted wake stuff going on uh, with his pitches that enables him to kind of uh, avoid barrels, as BJ talked about barrel rate. Uh, and the Cubs get a matchup with Cal Quantrill, who generally induces a good number of fly balls, especially considerably more than Steele, which is a major red flag for the Guardians in a matchup where all of a sudden, if the wind's blowing out and the Cubs are putting a bunch of balls in the air, it is going to be a recipe for a lot of homers, uh, as you saw the other night with uh, Wrigley Field, the way it played on Wednesday when they destroyed my under. So... With the conditions and the system, I'm rolling with my Cubs 0.5. Cubs minus one and a half, plus 110. Uh, this line has moved a lot overnight. Mm-hmm. Cubs took a ton of money, uh, but I'd still play it up to about plus 110. Yeah, this could probably fit our fade the public segment because uh, latest on the action app in the pro section, Cubs getting 83% of the bets, 96% of the dollars. Just talking money line here. So, uh, and Debundo is on uh, the spread, so, and he's right. That number's moving both, you know, the spread and the money line. So if you like the Cubs, get active soon. 
Yeah, and by the way, if barrel rate tickles your fancy, stay tuned for home run derby mm-hmm. coverage in a couple weeks. The uh, mm. yeah, coming Quantrill couldn't help him. He had, he had to get that mm. in there, and at first, that first bet, he had to work that in. I love it. Well, Brent, oh, you were in the MLB, you were not in the MLB writers meeting on Wednesday, but oh. BJ and I were. We almost came to blows over my use of stuff plus and barrel rate. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's there's a little bit of a, of a brouhaha brewing behind the scenes of the Action Network uh, baseball uh, staff. But uh, we're going to continue to use them. And Cal Quantrill, speaking of uh, pitchers who were once uh, darlings of the Slack channel, uh, <laughs> Quantrill was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball last year in terms of just like if you bet the Guardians when he pitched, they won all the time. Uh, but he has not recreated that luck or magic this year. Uh, and, and, and the Guardians just general struggles against lefties, like their two best power bats. Uh, kind of get flipped into their worst platoons with Naylor and Ramirez. And so it's just not quite as effective uh, with that lineup against the left-handed uh, pitcher. With all due respect, thank you for not inviting me um, to the writer's meeting. Well, you're, you're not a writer, so. Right. It, it, it fits. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Uh, are we going to fade the public today? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? We are targeting, well, we're targeting this game uh, for the segment. Giants and Mets game is at City Field. Alex Cobb is on the mound for the Giants. Carlos Carrasco for the New York Mets. Money's coming in on San Francisco. 68% of the bets, 83% of the cash on San Fran. Uh, let's see. Giants at Bet MGM minus 125 on the money line. Mets are dogs at home plus 105. Mets. <laughs> Can't figure this team out. They're well, we can. They they're not good. Uh, I I said it for you right there. They've lost four of five heading into this game. BJ, do you want to come back on the Mets as a slight home dog? No, I really don't. Uh, you know, I have this game projected right around even money, so essentially around where it is. I mean, Carrasco, he's been bad. Like over a six expected ERA. The metrics are just really, really bad for him. Cobb's been a very, very average and will be starting pitcher. And, you know, it's funny because if the Mets were like any other team, we wouldn't really hear from their fan base or complain, but they're literally the most vocal people on Twitter and whatever social media app that you use. So I have no ill will towards the Mets, but I find it very like very comedic and very entertaining, like watching them implode because of how mad their fans get. Um, and the bullpen selection has been bad. Their bullpen numbers have been bad. And uh, I have no, I have no desire to back this Mets team. That's going on a June swoon right now. They're probably the team that's uh, wanting to see July more than any other team. So uh, no, I will be passing on this one. I think the giants have been bet up a little bit too much here uh, to the point where, you know, if I can get the Mets at plus plus one twenty, plus one twenty five, yep. maybe, but I'll probably just pass uh, and um, watch them implode once again. Very good. Debundo, you have an angle on this game. Do you like a side or where are you going? Yeah, there's some excellent hitting weather in the Northeast today. Uh, you know, I, I'm not allowed to come on this show without mentioning the wind at Citizens Bank Park, where it's going to be blown out straight to center tonight. Uh, that same south wind will also help the run environment at City Field by quite a bit. Uh, 11 miles an hour blowing out, warm temperatures, uh, pretty humid as well. So a very favorable park environment for City Field, which normally plays closer to a pitcher's park. Uh, do expect a good run environment. Carrasco's home run problem could be magnified here. The Mets bullpen problems. The biggest problem with Carrasco, too, is he hasn't gone deep in the games. So I like the over tonight, nine runs. Cobb has not been as dominant as last year. Uh, you know, you, last year, Cobb was the, the classic, like, oh, look at his XCRA, look at his XCRA, look at his XCRA. 
Uh, this season, he just hasn't done a good enough job of avoiding that hard contact, which has driven his XERA up and back toward kind of the career normals we expect from Alex Cobb. Uh, he's lost a little bit of fastball velocity overall. Uh, and so, you know, testing that team, uh, the one biggest difference, it's kind of funny now because Cobb is overperforming. Uh, the Giants went from one of the worst defensive teams to one of the best, uh, but the Mets have slid off the defensive ladder. They are now one of the worst defensive teams. Uh, so certainly could help the run environment there as well. But yeah, I like over nine runs in uh, Queens tonight. Carrasco has allowed a home run in seven straight starts and nine of 10 starts this year. And the Mets have lost four straight starts that he has, or they've lost four straight games he has started in. I'm sure Mets fans are very excited to hope that June can come to an end. I believe they're six and 18 this month. Uh, so All June soon, or seven and 18 this month. So the June swoon, as it's I know, been dubbed. I know Herman had the perfect game, but even the Yankees, like they, they want June to be over and get. Oh, we will get to the Yankees, Brendan. Oh, well, we got to get to the Red Sox too, because yeah. I sat in my outdoor patio. Well, I'll wait and save it for that. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Favorite under... Oh, BJ, I love it. Underdog, mm, yeah. you are going against DeBundo's Philadelphia Phillies and his jersey. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Yeah, give me the Nationals plus 158. <laughs> you know, one of Anthony's favorite pitchers that he, I know he's written up before, but Josiah Gray. It's been a slightly below average pitcher this season by all of his expected metrics, 4.33 expected ERA, but he has made improvements. His home run per nine rate the last two seasons have been over two. He's lowered that to around 1.2 this season. Gray does rely on a fastball slider combination. He throws that over 50% of the time which could work against the Phillies offense that has a negative 12.7 run value against the right-handed version of those two pitches this season. Christopher Sanchez will be on the mound for the Phillies. He's been good in a limited sample size this season, only three starts. He's pitched 66 innings in the big leagues, and he's been, you know, between the bullpen and starting rotation, he's been very average, right at a 4x fit pitcher, which is 
you know, around the major league average, like I just said, projection systems have him around a 4.4 ERA type pitcher. So him versus gray kind of cancels each other out or very even type matchup. And Sanchez is a ground ball pitcher. It's sinker, change up slider, everything down in the zone, you know, if his triple A or minor league numbers, his ground ball rate was always over 50%. The nationals are not only eighth in major league baseball and weighted on base average against lefties, but they also have the fourth lowest ground ball rate against lefties. So I think this is a decent matchup here for Washington. I hope they ruin Anthony's night. And I like them at plus 158. Uh, Debundo, as you said before we started recording, the Phils are hot. They've won five of six, four in a row. How do you feel about BJ's pick here? Uh, yeah, I would certainly lean that way myself. Uh, Sanchez looks a little bit inflated based off of kind of a couple starts against middling teams. He played DAs, uh, looked good then, uh, you know, pitched well against the Mets. Overall, gave up you know two or three runs in six innings. But uh, I think that uh, Sanchez is still limited. The, the biggest problem with him has been the command, though. Uh, and he's, you know, when he struggled in the big leagues, it's because he's walked too many guys. Uh, and, you know, the Nats aren't going to walk much. They, they do chase and, and like to get ahead and, you know, aggressive in counts. So uh, from a matchup perspective, it, it will be interesting. But, yeah, the Nats, uh, they're pesky. And Gray, I, I do worry about him because the home runs have always been his biggest problem. And now he goes to Citizens Bank Park with the wind blowing the way it is. It, uh, is not necessarily a great matchup for uh, for Gray, I don't think. But, uh, you know, the Phillies have not slugged much lately. So uh, it will be a good game. Hopefully the Phillies uh, can lose for BJ. But uh, we're at the halfway point. <laughs> Phillies are going to be at 43-ish, 44 wins. So right around uh, that number that we got preseason on the under. So it's going to be uh, maybe a little bit of a sweat now, second half. And your dog the Pittsburgh Pirates, who swept again. the Padres, and wow, they pulled that game out of their keister yesterday, down 4 nothing midway through, and they win 5-4 to send the Padres packing and off to the airport in Pittsburgh. Um, why do you like the Pirates tonight against the Brewers? That is an Apple TV game. Why do you like Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, Pirates cashed all three games as pretty sizable underdogs against the uh, overvalued and, and fraudulent Padres. Uh the Pirates have made a couple of call-ups this week. You know, Henry Davis comes up, provides a little bit of a spark, maybe. Yep. Uh, he had a couple big hits and kind of lengthens the lineup. Uh, Brian Reynolds is is expected to play, and he has not played for the last 10 days. He's been out with an oblique issue. He returns to the lineup. He's the Pirates' best hitter uh, all around, and that's a huge boost to a lineup that otherwise, if you just kind of look at it on paper, is not particularly impressive. Uh, but the Brewers had to use all of their high-leverage arms yesterday. Uh, for the Pirates, it was pretty much just Bednar. Bednar uh, will be available, I'd imagine, today as well, even though he threw about you know 20 pitches yesterday. Uh, but I'm interested and intrigued by Osvaldo Beto, uh, the starter for the Pirates. This is why I love uh, Stuff Plus. And, you know, you look at this guy's minor league track record, you wouldn't be all that impressed. Uh, but, you know, he comes up to the majors, and he's been a solid uh, starter thus far in his in his brief outings. Uh, you know, he had a, you know, like a four or five ERA in AAA, which is not all that impressive, had real command issues, uh, but the stuff has always kind of been there. His, his uh, cutter is excellent. Uh, and that's what I'm extremely impressed by and think it can really neutralize this Milwaukee lineup. Uh, 134 stuff plus on it, overall stuff plus right around league average for a starter. Uh, so can he project as a, you know, four or five pitcher going forward, four or five ERA pitcher? If he can, I love the Pirates, you know, plus 120 or better tonight at home. Uh, against Milwaukee, who I continue to think is one of the most overrated teams in the league. Uh, the projection systems don't really see the strikeouts, right? So they, you know, they're seeing seven. Like the bat has them for seven, one, nine strikeouts per nine uh, and a five ERA. I, I think he can be better than that. And so uh, if he's, you know, 
beating the projections, then he's generally undervalued. And uh, I'm interested in Beto enough to bet on him tonight as a dog. Alrighty. Brewers and Reds tied atop the standings heading into the weekend. Who do the Reds have this weekend? Padres. Padres. Are they are they like are they in trouble? They already probably were, but they they seem to be in all out of sorts. Well, the thing is, like Colin, Grisham... Colin Whitchurch, love you, mean it. And Colin always likes our uh, underdog picks for the website and for the app. He just bet the Padres to make the playoffs at plus two eighty. Yeah. You're buying low, in theory. Yeah, they're eight games I, out of the wild card. I don't see it. I really Holy don't. hell. Two and eight. I mean, the lineup is just not deep enough. There's no depth. Yeah, like Tatis Machado and Soto are really good. Bogart has kind of been up and down, uh, but they're not getting any production from the bottom half of the lineup. And so when you don't have that or middle relief, like you just kind of get exposed. And that's what that's been the issue for the Pirates or Padres. They they gutted the farm and they have uh, paid the price for it. Now it's one season. They're going to probably run all these guys back next year. I don't think they should sell really at the deadline, except for maybe an expiring contract or two. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's always flaws in the approach. I think, you know, everybody talked about how the Phillies were going to be overvalued because of their world series run. People forget like the Padres barely snuck in the playoffs last year too. And they played better with Soto, but it wasn't like they were world beaters. Once Soto came into town, uh, they won one series against the Dodgers and everybody went, Oh, and the Mets and everybody went, Oh, look at them. But like they always had the starting pitching. Uh, Musgrove, Snell, and Darvish are like a pretty good group on paper. Snell pitched well the other night. Just yeah, he did. And and honestly, Musgrove pitched pretty well uh, yesterday. The bullpen yeah. blows up twice and they lose. Okay, let's go on to our final bets, and then we'll get you out of here for the weekend, everybody. And I have a one more for the road. BJ, Red Sox yeah. can't score. Red Sox can't score, man. Well, they will tonight. Brian, Brian Bayo, just picture camp. this beautiful Thursday night. Massachusetts six mm-hmm. o'clock start just an hour it's perfect I love the mm-hmm. six o'clock start I wish they did it every game you're done by 8 30 we'll move to Play the central game. move to the central time zone Brendan and you can experience that okay whatever stop it <laughs> it's it's perfect Brian Bayo seven innings of no hit ball he was electric mm-hmm. and it just you just I felt it I'm like the Red Sox are gonna this, he, he and Tim Wakefield former Red Sox was on the broadcast and he's like you know it feels like whenever he pitches it's got a Pedro feel to it, meaning that there's going to be a good chance to win the game when Brian Bayo's pitching. And he was awesome. Yeah. Red Sox lose two, nothing can't score. They had first and second and a tie game in the eighth. Don't get anything out of it. Strikeout, strikeout, strike. Now that Marlins bullpen is really impressive and they're rolling right now, but uh, this Red Sox team, they can't score. And you like the over tonight in Toronto. I, I hope you, I hope it's going to be like nine, one blue Jays is what you're hoping for. For no, over nine. Nine one Red Sox. What are you talking about, man? Come on. Have a little faith. No. Jose Barrios is on the mound. Big time negative regression candidate. ERA 3.6. Expected ERA full run higher at 4.6. Um, James Paxton. He's had good expected metrics, but if you dig into his stat cast numbers, it's a little concerning. His average exit velocity allowed and hard hit rate allowed are fairly high. And he has a 10.6% barrel rate, which allowed, which is not good. And uh, Toronto has been above average against left-handed <laughs> pitching. So I do like the over there projecting about 10.2 runs. Um, what was the other game? I had? Oh, the, uh, the Yankees and the Cardinals under uh-huh. nine and a half. Um, this is something, and I hope we had it on tape, but uh, I said the Yankees were a little too reliant on Aaron judge to be their only offensive output before the season. 
Brennan, since he got hurt on June 4th, the Yankees, you know, they got some inflated numbers against, you know, Oakland over this past series. But uh, before that series, they were dead last from June 4th on in every single hitting metric imaginable. Yeah, so, we went through some of those on Tuesday. Yeah, we going it's, through some of their, it's bad. Know. So they're going to be facing one of Anthony's favorites, Matthew Liberatore, who is, you know... His, oh. he's been bad. Like his expected metrics are really bad. So is Luis Severino, but I still believe that Severino has the talent level. He's not a six and a half XERA pitcher. He's somewhere around four or below that. So uh, I do like the under there. I think it's an inflated uh, total with two pitchers that have had bad expected metrics. And what was the other one that I wrote down? Tigers. You could Tigers first five minus one fifteen. Yes. Always going to fade Austin Gomber any chance that I can get. He has been so, so bad this season for Colorado. It, this is something that I mentioned before, but he's a fly ball pitcher, and that just doesn't work in Coors Field. So even though the Tigers' offense has been bad this season, Lorenzen has been a decent 4-2, 4-3 expected ERA pitcher. So significant edge for the Tigers for the first five innings here in the pitching matchup. So I like them at minus one. It's now up to minus 130. It's the most predictable tactic in the book, Debundo. If the Red Sox aren't going right, just find a way to shit on the Yankees. Exactly. You know, it would be the same way if you were going to, you know, give the Braves or the Mets, more so the Mets these days, a hard time for their struggles. But you don't have to do that because the Phillies are actually a decent baseball team and they're playing well. Um, Debundo, uh, your final. Yeah. Well, the Red Sox are interesting. So Yoshida didn't really play this week. Uh, and the he way that that lineup looks. And right. Well, and he comes back, faces the lefty, struggles. Yep. Uh, just the difference that he makes in that lineup, I think is really significant. I think Sean and I have talked about this and, and kind of mentioned it, like just his patience, his plate approach, his, I mean, the fact that he's the second best hitter on the team uh, has really hurt not having him in the lineup this week as he's got like this weird forearm thing going on. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about Yoshida. I'm not worried about the Red Sox offense either. I mean, they have a lot of guys who get on base and they have some good slugging and that's a great park. Uh, Boston will be fine. I mean, Lazardo is really good too. Well, so, well, hold on. Yeah. Define fine. What does fine mean? 81 and 81? No, well, the pitching is a bigger issue. I think the Red Sox are a top ten offense. I agree. Oh, I, okay. I would I, like Brandon, if you lined up. You're 30, overreacting. To I, a I actually think outings, I actually okay? think the Red Sox. It's okay. Better than the, it's better than the Phillies. I agree. You know, like you guys don't have the starting pitching, but like it's, it's the better lineup. Like Bayo's been also Paxton. Like he's gotten bombed a couple of times, but like he's always had that problem. Think about right. Paxton. Like he gives up an occasional nuke, but like he's the strikeouts are back and the velocity's been good. And now he <laughs> did have that like weird thing last start. Uh, that's been a little bit tricky to kind of price him. And that's another thing. There's a couple of matchups that I like am interested in, but don't really know what to make of it. So like McClanahan against um, Bryce Miller. Now Bryce Miller's losing fastball velocity. He was tipping earlier. Like, I don't know what to make of him. McClanahan left his last or two starts ago or last start with it, with an injury. And then they said he was fine. He's pitching again. So obviously he's fine, but how fine and could, you know, could his stuff be down a little bit tonight? Uh, that game was really hard to price. And this Yankees game is not any different for me. Uh, Severino, like just randomly lost multiple miles per hour off his fastball and got absolutely annihilated in three straight starts against the Dodgers, against the White Sox, then against the Mets. Pitch well uh, against and Texas. Then, and then, right. But then he came back and the fastball below was kind of good again. He pitched well then. Um, so it really just, I watched the radar gun. You could live bet the game if you want, uh, because if the radar guns down <laughs> on Severino, he's going to get destroyed. Uh, I guess Cardinals lineup can still hit. Uh, and Libertor is a classic. I want to take a victory lap on that uh, because everybody told me um, when he gained velocity on his fastball in AAA that he was going to be some great pitcher now. Uh, he has come up 
he's lost the fastball velocity. I think he was juicing to try to get back to the majors, like juicing his fastball, like just going all all in on the the heater to try to get back to the big leagues. Uh, and now he's lost a couple MPHs. He can't strike anybody out. He's got one good pitch, uh, and he's gotten exposed. Uh, now that being said, the Yankees lineup is is pretty poor. Um, so you know, trying to trust them to work out long at bats is a bit of a struggle because they, uh, you really just need to wait Libertor out and you can get to him because he doesn't throw enough strikes. So uh, overall, there's a lot of really hard games to price just because there's a lot of uh, this pitcher's ding, this pitcher's dinged up, this pitcher's got a velo issue, blah blah blah. You know, I don't know what to make of half of these guys. Is Libertor even going to throw more than four innings? Because they kind of bullpen gamed him last game in in London too. So uh, a lot of uncertainty on the card tonight. I do like Minnesota though. Uh, Kramer's had a should be Kramer has had a bunch of really good starts in a row, but there's nothing in the profile that makes me think he's a better pitcher. He just uh, avoided some hard hit balls for a while, and now you know as a fly ball pitcher uh, with a favorable hitting environment in Baltimore tonight as well. Uh, it could be Twins hitting season. They are a all or nothing offense. Lots of strikeouts, lots of barrels, and been a lot more of the strikeouts the last week or two. All right. I think that's it. Chance, have a great weekend. Debundo, enjoy the game. Go Nats. That's always Go Nats. Okay. Go, maybe I might bet the over. I have to figure out what I'm going to bet for tonight because I, I need something. So. Yeah, and so. make sure you share the wind, uh, wind statistics with everyone you sit next to besides your friends. Yep, wind will be blowing out tonight. I'm going with family tonight too, so I have to explain oh. the impact of the wind on to 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 the people. Very, very Dom Toretto of you, family. family I, I don't know who that. I don't know who that is. Uh, Fast and Furious. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel, family. You know, come on. Gotcha. All right. Uh, as a reminder, <laughs> that that's it. We're horsing around now. Uh, so June ends today. July begins tomorrow. That's how that works. We are here, Payoff Pitch, Monday, July 3rd. We will have a podcast. We will be here Monday, not here Tuesday, and here next Friday. And then next week, we will share with you our plans for Home Run Derby and All-Star Game coverage because that is a week from Monday. So that's coming. Can you believe it? All-Star break's already here in baseball. For BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. We are Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Have a great weekend and talk to you all on Monday. See you. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.